Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. It is January 12th, 2024. Just in case you forgot, it was still 24. 24 it is. Welcome in. Kentucky Roll Call Friday edition of KRC here on the Big X. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen to get things started. Nick Roush and his ears will be here soon enough. Think he'll maybe miss the first segment. So we got you covered until then. It's ugly outside. It's cold. Could be colder, but it could also be a lot drier. It is wet. Raining. Gonna be raining all day. Maybe even some severe wheeler weather coming in. So just allow yourself extra time. I know Scoots did on his way in, and I know Scoots, you stopped at Thornton's to make sure your day was a-okay on a Friday. Uh, so I'm planning on a Thornton's trip after the show. I- I'm going to go get some breakfast over there. Um, but I-, I didn't have time for Thornton's is what it comes down to. I-, I left the house in plenty of time like I normally do. But it is. It is. We we got a lot of rain. There was I got stopped by a lot of slow traffic. So I didn't have time for my morning Thornton's trip. So I- I'm going to have to go after to get my sandwich. But, yeah, it's it is. It's wild out there. Don't don't. Even me, I said I didn't tr- change my driving habits based on road speeds. Even I changed my driving habits this morning. It was It's pretty loco out there. Well, it's good to know that you're driving safely. Hopefully all of the Kentucky Roll Call listeners will. And hope you, you had a great Thursday. How was Scoots Thursday? What did you get into? Uh, not a whole lot. I had to do Rutherford last night, so I didn't get home till almost 7. Got home. What did I do last night? Took a shower. Gil was watching uh, Grey's Anatomy. I don't think I did anything. I think I actually sat there and watched Grey's Anatomy, if memory serves me correct. So, yeah, pretty boring Thursday. Passed out on the couch. Went to my bed about 1230. So, yeah, it's a good night. We're all missing Thursday night football, it seems like. Yes. That that was actually a pretty decent college basketball night. I, I didn't watch a ton of it, just a little bit on my phone here and there. I, I do sometimes feel bad for the wife scoots. Not that she, not that we don't have more than one TV in the house and not that she couldn't go to other rooms and not that I can't go to other rooms. And again, there will be plenty of times where she'll watch a show and then I'll just watch a game on my phone or we'll get the two TV set up, go and I'll have a game on one on mute and she can watch the TV on another. But sometimes I do want to give like 
one at least one night it's really more than one night it's usually probably two or three honestly but at least one weekday night of the week where it's like all right well we won't we don't have to have sports on the big tv tonight uh, and i think that was probably last night for us although it was a, a decent college basketball night and we, and we may get into it here in a little bit yeah mine was pretty similar not not too much action not a lot going on last night uh, it was spaghetti night at the house hey always on meatballs no, we just oh. do meat so- a pretty heavy meat sauce. Okay. We get plenty of meat. Just do I used to actually, weirdly enough, not really like meatballs. I'm a fan mm. of pretty much all meats. I know we've talked about this on Kentucky Roll Call before, and I know that that sound drop right there is a lot of fun for a lot of folks. <laughs> but there are a few meats in this world that I don't enjoy putting in my mouth, consuming. Veal, weirdly enough, I'm not like super wild about veal mutton it's not my first choice but i'll eat it but like good mutton is good i'll i'll give you that but it, like there are a few meats that i'm not totally what's veal head veal is like a baby cow right i don't know that's why i'm asking yeah it's meat from like a young calf that's supposed to be like more tender more like not as fatty yeah I there's a lot there's people that are probably just shaking their head listening to me describe veal but at least I'd like to think that they would agree that that's the most broad way to describe it I've never understood why animals are they get called when they become meat form they get called something different like you got venison for deer veal you just brought up you said mutton for sheep like what why does it become a different name when it becomes meat form is that because we're sensitive to the animals and their lives well, it's just a it's a better way than saying deer meat. <laughs> I dis- baby baby, I baby cow meat. I baby cow meat. Uh, that one right there, that's the back and leg of the cow. Yeah, that part there. I'll take a back of the cow leg medium rare, please. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's why I think that's why scoots uh words, more of them. You know, there's there's like sometimes I don't know if it's real or not, but you'll well, I do know that it's real. There's other languages that have like words for like what we would have to have an entire sentence to describe yeah that's true so i think that's the intent there uh what what was i getting into the meat conversation to begin with (laughs) oh i I used to not like love meatballs um now i enjoy them more weirdly enough but we we do a heavy meat sauce for our spaghetti night and usually it's uh the toddler's favorite dinner and she uh wasn't crazy about it, but she does love bath night. I think she knew it was bath night. I think she just wanted to fast forward to the bath and uh, we had a successful bath. She's like swimming in the tub now, kind of, or at least doing like the posi- like, you know, she's getting in and we have swim class tomorrow for the first time, which is come on. Exciting. Are you going with so, her? Yep. I got to get in the pool That's with her. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that I, I would, I wasn't going to make my what? six month, seven month pregnant wife have to get in oh, the, the water yeah. on a Saturday morning. No, but I'm happy to do it, but we'll, we'll get that going. Uh, I think it's at least just in my opinion, different ways to parent, obviously. I want my kids to learn how to swim at a relatively young age. And not that I think the swim class is going to make her like a Michael Phelps or anything like that, but water kind of scary, especially with people when you don't know really what to do around it. So I'm excited to get that going. That's at like 9am though. So that's going to be a early morning pool dip for, for old TJ should wake you up tomorrow morning. It should, it should. And I'm going to be pumped up tomorrow anyways, because Kentucky will take on Texas A&M 
big-time road basketball game. Is Texas A&M a Final Four contender or even a second weekend of the tournament contender? Most likely not. I do think they weirdly have better talent than their record suggests, and they have played a difficult schedule up to this point. But it's a big game for UK. Make no mistake about it. Regardless of what's going on at A&M or whether they're underachieving, underwhelming, Buzz Williams sweating a little bit too much potentially, they have a lot of talent and they have some people that have put up some really big games against other Kentucky teams in the past. And you mix in the fact that they're Oh, two in the sec. And this is somewhat maybe a desperation spot for them to avoid Oh, three, which really wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. UK's had some slow and bad starts in sec play and large part. It's been okay. All things considered, but this is a, this is a big spot. And remember after a really somewhat, humbling eye-opening home loss to LSU last Saturday they go on the road to Auburn who's probably one of the hottest teams in the country Duke's in that conversation Kentucky's in that conversation and had a late lead in that game really late lead and then they started missing everything they had to get in foul mode so that score I think ended up being 11 points but that was a that was a really tight game near the under four timeout there so A&M maybe that was kind of their wake-up call this is going to be, I cannot state this enough, this is going to be a really challenging game. And I, honestly, I'll just give you a spoiler. My dog's, he's itching his ear, scratching his ear back there. <laughs> we had to put the collar on him. We don't put a collar on him normally, but I had to put a collar on him because he keeps running away. Well, not keeps, he's done it twice, but it's annoying. Some say he can't be trusted anymore. Yeah, how do you feel about that, Abe? Scoot is <laughs> saying he can't be trusted. He does always give like the cutest little face when you're talking does, to him. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously he doesn't here. I'll give you, I'll let you look at him there. There he is. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> anyway, sorry if that was distracting in the background. It's going to be a, it's going to be a challenging game uh, for Kentucky. And I had, I think I'm going to probably pick A&M or at least bet A&M money line a bit of an emotional hedge, but I think this is actually a dangerous spot for UK, which is so weird, Scoots, and we'll break down the game more as the show goes on today, which is so weird, though, because statistically, this is a, a UK team, or this is an A&M team that, like, the numbers look good for UK. Like, I think if UK were to play them on a neutral floor at Rupp Arena, which I'm not 100% sure if they have to come to Rupp Arena or not, I'll look that up here momentarily, but I always forget which ones are the home-and-homes and which ones aren't the home-and-homes, but they're a terrible shooting team, Scoots. This is a UK team that will give up a lot of open threes. Well, good. If you're going to give up a bunch of open threes, let's let it be against a team that is one of statistically the worst in college basketball from outside shooting. Uh, they're a team that they offensive rebound well, which all that, again, that was a similar story to Florida. UK was ready for it. It means they're missing a lot of shots, really. Points, they don't play a lot of possessions. Kentucky's a team that will speed teams up in games where Texas A&M has sped up. I think they're three and two, which you may say, well, you know, three and two, that's a winning record. The good teams that they played, they lost in those games. Uh, most of those other teams, not very good teams, probably just try to speed up A&M just to see if they could. Like, I think A&M Commerce was one of the teams that A&M had the most possessions against. So this is going to be like, if you looked at the numbers and you looked at the stats and you looked at the style of play, all would seem to suggest Kentucky, but a&M is a super physical team. They're very long and, and pretty athletic in their own right. And I will just say this. Write it down. If you're in your car, don't 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 pull over. The weather's too bad. Just but just make a mental note. 
take all the overs on Coleman tomorrow. He's gonna he's gonna feast. What's he play? He's uh he's like their five, okay. their four. I mean he he he's gonna be their he's gonna be their score. He's gonna have a big game against Kentucky. I hope now that being said, I don't think that that in its own right means UK is gonna lose or that UK can't win with Coleman having a big game. But I, I bet he. I mean, he's had big games against UK in the past. I bet he has a big game. Uh, and this is a big game for UK's front court, too. Again, we'll get into all this as the show goes on. I'm hoping it's not one of those situations where Texas A&M comes into this game shooting awful from the field, and then they have that firework moment where they can't miss anything. Doesn't it kind of feel like this could be that sort of type of game? And and it, well, I don't think it has anything to do with Kentucky. I, I mean, I could see Kentucky playing good defense and then – a&M just knocking down the shots. Oh, no. That, that's the thing. is like when I'm saying that A&M's not a good three-point shooting team or a perimeter shooting team. That makes me worry. If you give a, any D1 basketball team wide open threes, even a terrible outside shooting team is probably going to hit more than contested threes. So, yeah. I, and that's the thing about, like, I tweeted out the Florida stats over the week. They're like, oh. They were red hot against Kentucky in the first half, but ever since that first half, they really haven't been shooting the three ball all that well. In that first half last Saturday, UK gave gave up a lot of open threes. Like, we can't get mad at a team being hot from outside when they're wide open. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's always great when you have a wide open three and they miss it. That is an underrated sports feeling. I don't I don't know what like the football – I mean, I guess the football equivalent is just like a missed chip shot field goal or a PAT or something like that, but – in basketball, when the opposing team just has a wide open three and it bricks or it misses, that is a special feeling. However, UK's got to make sure that they get hands out and defend and not make it easy for AM. If UK was a good perimeter defensive team, we'd all feel amazing about this game tomorrow. Like they're going to, the only way that they're going to be able to score is inside. So we can actually play off a little bit potentially on the perimeter. Uh, I don't think UK is probably going to do that though. It's going to be a fun game, though. This is contrasting styles. This is a desperate A&M team. This is a UK team that I think they embraced going on the road. They got down big against Florida, which you don't want to see that. But they part of that was just Florida was on fire, and UK still had a pretty good first half down in Gainesville last Saturday. So I think this UK team likes going on the road, um, and I think they'll be ready for the challenge. Quad one win hanging in the balance tomorrow. You cannot get enough of those. As the season goes on, you want as many as possible come Selection Sunday. And this could be a big message as every team on the road this week, every good team seems to have lost minus UConn. You have a chance to be in that same boat. Would it, do I think UK would be ranked number two behind UConn if they were to win this week? No, but I I, I would think three. Three would be my guess on where if UK beats AM, where they'd be ranked next week, I'd put them at number three. So a lot on the line here. You think UConn's definitively number one? I think so. If they win I, I, this I weekend, think, I think with the yeah, and they'll win. They're at home. I mean, even home, even I with a good showing play. from Purdue and Houston this weekend, if they win, pretty big. I don't know exactly who they play. I haven't really looked at the Saturday slate yet. I was going to do that during the first commercial break. But by the way, in regards to A and M coming to Rupp Arena, they do not. So this will be the only time the Cats will play the Aggies unless they meet in the SEC tournament. I haven't really looked at the slate, so I don't know who Purdue and, and some of these teams play. Maybe if they had, yeah, like huge 30-point wins, you'd be able to excuse some of these. Let me see. I've got it pulled up right now. Never makes for good radio when you have to do this. All right, Penn, uh, Purdue hosts Penn State. You're not getting anything out of that one, so that stinks for them. 
Tennessee goes on the road to Georgia. That would be an underrated good win for t- that. You know, it's an important game. That's mm-hmm. a that, keep your eye on that one, Cats fans. If, t- if Tennessee could get two conference losses early, that would be nice for the big picture for the Cats in the regular season. Kansas, Oklahoma. That that could if that could be Kansas. Fun. If Kansas were to beat the snot out of Oklahoma, which I think they probably will. Um, I'm sure they'll get a favorable whistle on that one. It won't. It won't be a severe drop, but I think. They're at three, though, so could Kentucky – would they drop to five and Kentucky up to eh, – we'll see. We'll see. It's a good point, Scooch. You may be on to something there. Houston's, just, at TCU, Houston's at TCU. That would be a good get-back game for Houston. The yeah. TCU should be ranked or not. I'm just curious how much the they're going to punish those those teams for those road losses. If they were, if well, they were home losses, I think it would be a little different, but I don't know how much they get punished for a road loss. Yeah, but they were all the unranked teams for what it was Yeah, worth. that's true. Uh, that's got to – I mean – Purdue shouldn't lose to Nebraska. It doesn't change anything on their big picture outlook, but they shouldn't lose to Nebraska by 16 points on mm-hmm. the road. Well, we're, 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 that game could be on the moon and that shouldn't happen. <laughs> Houston at Iowa State, that's not that huge of a deal. And that was a four point loss. And Houston started the game real slow. We'll see. I know if it was Kentucky, they'd probably have just a meteoric drop. They just, they fall like the London Bridge. I would not like to see Nebraska Purdue on the moon because Purdue is the first people on the moon. They'll tell you that any chance they can, so it would be a heavy advantage for Purdue. What was Indiana first at? Um, having a 500 lap bicycle race, I guess. <laughs> I have I no idea. Go, I thought you were going to go with maybe diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Let's get to the Thornton's text line. Morning grab and go Texers. We love Thornton's. There's a million locations throughout Louisville. Make sure you stop at one today. Allow yourself some extra time. And also love, I, I say this probably once every like month or so, I just love the, the blue-collar atmosphere inside the Thornton's mm-hmm. in the morning. It just makes you, like the music's kind of bumping. You see a bunch of other people that are kind of up early with you. They're, they're focused on their job or getting to work. If you go on a Friday, you know, everybody's got the weekend on their mind. So it's just a good feel inside Thornton's. Sometimes I just go in there and hang out. When- just, it's funny. I don't even buy anything. I just I go in there and hang out. And they always ask me to leave. It's funny going in there on a Friday afternoon because everybody in there buying lottery tickets. They got their paycheck, ready to strike it rich. Always love seeing that. Hey, I won four dollars on Wednesday. Come on. Yeah. Let's win the big nice one tonight. To, How about it? It's always nice to get anything back on the old lottery. All right, let's get to the grab and go texters. John from Lake Forest, today was gonna be the day we were gonna get to your Valhalla. <laughs> It really was, and now, now, now you've double dipped. I'm, I'm only kidding. He says Valhalla update. The course redesign is awesome. Interest looks phenomenal. Clubhouse is, clubhouse is redo. Clubhouse renovations redo is almost complete. Hope my liver can handle the first three weeks in May. John and Lake Forest. John, what do you, what do you say the chances are you could get a couple old, ra- or at least one radio, Two. radio host and a producer. Yeah, there you go. On out there. What do you think the old chances of that? I I will say as a Louisvillian, as like a sixth century or a, what sixth generation century. Yes, I was here in Louisville in the 1300s, <laughs> and I am you a vampire. Good. You look good. Thank you, thank you. I never age. Just kidding. I really, really do age. I can I can guarantee that I do age. But I, I think we're like sixth generation Louisvillians. The fact that I've never played Valhalla does slightly bum me out. Is, if there was ever like a radio favor a listener could do, get me to Valhalla. When I was in college, my mom somehow, she had a client or something that was like, yeah, I can get you all on. 
she didn't ask me and it really oh. it really really hurt i was in college she has she she explained herself out i i give her a little grief about it but i, I do under i was i was in lexington and she asked her brother to play and you know i think maybe her nephew as well so uh, it, I, I understand it, but I've never had another chance since then. I would love to play Valhalla, especially with a major being there. Although I may be out of luck. I don't even know. Are they letting people even play on the course right now? Yeah, Is the I course mean, even going to be open before the tournament? I, I would imagine so, but yeah, uh, who knows? They're not letting them play right now because it's raining and it's dark. But that's a good point. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> well, Billy Gillespie would find a way to get eighteen holes in. Yeah, I'd you love get that reference. You no, get that reference, Scoot? I don't okay. know. But no, he, he got pulled over. He got pulled over for, or maybe his buddy got pulled over. Somebody, he was in a car with a buddy and suspicious, you know, drinking and driving, blah, blah, blah. They were kind of like going over the lines and whatnot. And they were like, the officer asked what they had been up or what they were been up to. And they were like, oh, we just got done golfing. But it was like pitch black. I was like, well, you didn't just get done golfing. So that's the story there. All right. Anyways, go on. Sorry. I was just going to say, I, I would love to play Valhalla as well, but I'll start with uh, Lake Forest. If we just want to do that as well, so I have played Lake Forest. Have you? Uh, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah, neighborhood courses are always interesting. They Scoots. are. They're yeah. never they're never that great for like the big dog drivers. Mm-hmm. Which good news for me. That's good not news me. for me. Yeah, but it, it's usually better. Like if you're if you're kind of tight with your irons, um, you'll you'll get you'll get away with a little bit more. I was actually gonna we're. I'm gonna bring this up to the head honchos, whoever whoever our head honchos are at the moment. Uh, we need to, we really need to get like a KRC golf tour this spring and summer. Yeah. Like we're every Friday show. Once the weather gets good, we're at a different golf course. We're doing the show there. Listeners can come join us for the show. And then afterwards we'll play 18. You know, we get off at nine. This can be tough with you and Spears though. Yeah. You're going to have to figure out. Oh, I'll, figure- I'll get coverage for Spears on Fridays. He's missed enough shows this year that I don't care. Really, Spears should join us out there for it, and maybe, maybe you know he could. Yeah. Maybe he could get out while we're on the air, so that way he's finishing by the time that he's getting on the air. This is a, a money maker for the station. Mm-hmm. It'd be good stuff for these golf courses. We would bring people out there, and it would mean that we would get to play golf for work. I turned off my video because I think the stream was kind of lagging a little bit, but I did air quotes around work. If you just to hit that home for you. Uh, but no, I, I'm going to look into that and try to get something like that set up. Because I love that'd be awesome. Even yeah. if it was like, and this week we're at, you know, this public course, because I love to give love to public courses. I grew up on public courses. So I'd love to give, I'd like to ideally maybe get like a free round out of it, but I, I would like to give back there. A texter says, same TJ, Mrs. Doubtfire on the big TV and watching my bets on the small TV. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, what did what did we even? Oh, so we're still watching the Apple TV show, The After Party, mm. which is good. I didn't know that there was a second season of it. There is, and uh, I, I've really I've really enjoyed it. If if you're looking for like a fun show with the significant other, or even just by yourself, and like one where you can kind of be on your phone and like look up and pay attention to some stuff, this is a good show, and it's funny which is you don't really get too many good, funny shows nowadays, but it's it's got plenty of laughs in it. By the way, it is, Texter, a, little, it is a little silly. 2024, the correct term to use would be happy spouse, happy house. Just saying. Good one, Scoots. Good one. That's what people a are Texter saying. On the Thornton's text line says, do you all think the NBA will ever not suck again? Even the playoffs have way less allure than previous years. 
Yes, like some major blowouts last night in the NBA. I don't know if you saw that or not, Mm -mm. Scoots. Yeah, you had the – there was a screenshot at one point, and the scores were just wacky. But, like, I think the Bucs were up 40 on the Celtics at halftime. Holy moly. They ended up winning by 33. The Thunder ended up beating the Trailblazers. Let me do the math here. 23 plus 39. 62. Oh, my gosh. That's 62 points, is that right? <laughs> that is 62 points, yeah. That is nuts. <laughs> the Thunder beat a team in the NBA by 62 points. And the Thunder are not one of the top dogs in the NBA. They've played well, well but they're, well, I mean, yeah. Look at that. Actually, well, look at their record. Holy smokes. I mean, Shea is quietly maybe like the best player in the NBA. I didn't realize they had, he, I mean, they're 26 and 11. That's great. He, and and maybe he's not the best player in the NBA, but he's playing as good as basketball as anybody else in the NBA right now. If you're like if you're a, if you're somebody like me that doesn't really have an NBA home, the th- you can do a lot worse than just jumping on that Thunder bandwagon. They always have cats, and Shea is going to like maybe he doesn't stay in Oklahoma City potentially, but like he is he is the face of the NBA in the next five years. That dude is awesome. He is so good. Uh, but my goodness gracious, what a beatdown. I knew it was bad. Like, I knew that there was a lot of blowouts in the NBA last night, but I did not realize the final in that one. That's uh, crazy. Hey, the, the, Mavericks, the Mavericks and the Knicks played a close game. So you have that. The Suns blew out the, the Lakers in La La Land. By the way, something in that game happened. Very topical to a girl you were talking about yesterday, Scoots. Yeah? I'll come back and tie... <sighs> Tie it all together for you. I hate your after radio this, teases. After this, after this commercial break, and hopefully we have Roush back as well. It's Friday. We're feeling good, and we're excited for the weekend and the catch versus the Aggies. Kentucky Roll Call returns after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. All right. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. I know I just copied exactly what that guy said. Welcome back on Kentucky Roll Call. Scooch, you may have been muted there. I, I was muted I for you. Yeah, sorry. Oh. It went over. Yeah. But you went. Oh, good. Well, yeah. good. As long as everybody else heard the yeah. roll call. We I did that to start, on... too. I hear you. Well, what do I need to hear you for? You exactly. Know? Yeah. You hear it. Yeah. You hear it every day. Seven to nine Monday through Friday. I hear Scoots. Replay of the show nine to 11. You can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And then, am I filling in for Spears today? That's the plan, right? All righty. I'll be there. Right. Noon to one. Spears is still on his magical tour of northern Alabama and central Arkansas. Some of the most beautiful scenery in all of the United States. I think they took I mean, it on the chin last night. Let me look it up. They lost. Yeah. I know that. I don't know if they if it was a chin taken or not. But they, I, they did lose unless they came back and I didn't see it. But. So I'll be filling in, noon to one, on Big X, if you want to hear more of Scoots and me. 69-53. That, 
That's taking it on the chin. Oh, yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, they were up at, oh, man. Outscored by 20 in the second half. Oof. They were up by four at halftime. What the hell did you do, Spears, at halftime? <laughs> <laughs> Spears has got to be thinking he's the bad luck charm. I mean, this team is not good. It's been a it's been a healthy program for many, many years. And yeah, now four and fourteen. Uh, this is a good year that they're not eligible for the NCAA tournament. <laughs> am I right? You ain't gonna get the petitions this year for the Knights. I love Bellarmine. They're my they're my team in Louisville. But yeah, they, they they're not very good this year, unfortunately. And I think they they've had injuries most of the season and but Davenport ain't going to go out like this. No. He'll 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 get him back. He'll oh, get another yeah. conference championship, I think, before before he hangs it up. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. I want to remind you about our friends at Shady Rays, polarized sunglasses. There's not too many companies out there that do what they do with their replacement pair promise. If you break them, if you lose them, if they're if anything happens to them, or if nothing happens to them at all, and you just want your order resent to you, they'll do it. Just like it's brand spanking new for a small processing fee, you get your order sent right back to you. Folks need to be taking advantage of this at Shady Rays. They're great sunglasses. They're stylish. They have every which brand you could think of. And you're going to save 40% with the promo code BIGX. 40% off with the promo code BIGX at ShadyRays.com. The replacement pair promise, you're getting two sunglasses for the price of one. It's an awesome deal. With a small processing fee, put a little asterisk next to that. It's small, though. It really is. And it's such an easy process. They don't make you jump through any hoops or anything like that. They want folks to just have good sunglasses on their heads. That's what Shady Rays is all about. And each and every time you buy there, you're helping feed hungry folks throughout America as they give back to our fellow American citizens. One of our fellow American citizens, Nick Roush. Hey. Our, our American cousin. Oh, never, never watched that. Um, I guess neither did Abe, did he? Well, he did, and he he had already he had seen it before too. I'm pretty sure. But, oh wow! So a re rerun, and he he did all that for a rerun. Did Did you know that that Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy? <laughs> and Kennedy, no, but did you know that they do plays at Ford Theater, like today? Like they do plays. I don't know if today it, is the day that they're doing right. plays. But throughout the year, they'll do like four plays. It makes sense. It's a really pretty place. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's really, venue. it's beautiful. They, but they've never done our American. They'll, they'll never do that play. They've never done it, and yeah. they'll never do it. Uh, probably, like usually, like tragedy plus time equals comedy. Um, I maybe oh, not the time and place for that. Um, what if they did a American Pie like? Not American Pie, but a scary movie type like parody of Our American Cousin. That- yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. They did, so this is along those kind of lines of like, should you do this, should you not do this? They, the government did not allow Ford Theater or, I mean, so after the assassination, Ford Theater was not torn down, but it was, it was basically, Ford the interior up. was gutted. And it was turned into like a, a factory or like a, just a, a work warehouse. Um, and huh. then many years after that, they they redid it as it was when it was Ford Theater because they wanted the historical aspect of it. But the government did not allow anybody to display John Wilkes Booth's pistol. They like said that it wasn't appropriate to display the murder weapon. So like the huh. government took it 
and just like held on to it and was like, we're, we're never going to let this bad boy get out. And then eventually they reversed course and they were like, all right, Ford's theater can display it. But it is kind of interesting to think about that. Like, and when we were in DC in August, it was like, man, I'm looking at the weapon that from two feet away shot Abraham Lincoln. It is kind of, you could stare down the barrel of it. It, it is kind of, ugh, it's a little, it's a little eerie. If you're a history folk, right. but Rush, how are you? It's good to, it's good to have you. Uh, it's, it's good to be back and, uh, full transparency for folks who are like, well, what the hell is Roush doing? Um, it, or it's been a wild week at the Roush house, but, uh, good news. Uh, uh, Papa Roush, Papa, he, he had a, a little incident. Um, and he's fine now he's home. He's doing great. Um, happy to be back. We were hanging out with him yesterday, but, uh, it is, he's shelved on the childcare duties for the next couple months. So a couple days a week, I'm just going to have to be late. Um, uh, uh, barring some some something helping getting my son to school, it's just um, I, I'm just going to have to be late a few days a week. So I appreciate you all having a little patience with me. Um, uh, I'm, I, I you know I hate listening to the show when I'm not on it, but like I get all kind of juiced up. Uh, Scoots, you just had the the worst night I ever. Uh, suck it! Like I just can't. It actually makes me mad how like having going home and just like being a vegetable and watching Grey's Anatomy as an option for you, like suck it, buddy. You act uh, like I wanted TJ, that to be my option. I did. It just happened. What, what do you? you it just I didn't happen. I didn't want to do anything else. I was exhausted. I was tired. I I had talked all day. I just wanted to you, sit on you, my couch and do nothing. Long day at the radio mines. Yeah, it's really, really <laughs> got to me yesterday. I, I appreciate the show recommendation, TJ, um, and I also want to talk more Texas A and M Kentucky because I am. What was there a team that, that's done this to the Cats so far, TJ? Because I'm trying to think of another team, and I, I don't think they played it one that's as good as A and M from this regard, but I'm just fascinated by the contrasting styles of tempo and play and how Kentucky will handle it. Because it was one thing to face a physical Florida interior, but they were going to run up and down. Like Kentucky could still really stay and play in their game. And that's kind of what Florida did. You've mentioned often that one of your biggest criticisms of John Calipari is not forcing his style of play on opponents. And so like it, can Kentucky play a slow it down game and win? That, that's really what all of Saturday comes down to for me. And it, I, I think it's going to be telling moving forward because if it works well, then that's, that's what other teams are going to try to do, right? Oh, yeah. team. You'll, you'll see other teams do exactly what A&M will try to do. And that's a great point that, like, the Florida game, that was – the rebounding thing was a big thing, but Florida liked to play fast. They're a team that likes a lot of possessions – uh, we knew that they were going to maybe try to be a little physical with Kentucky because I think teams are just going to every team's going to try to do that. But A and M's identity is physicality. Like th that's not them going to be trying to do something different. This is just what they're built on, and they're a team. Th this is for the first time maybe this season against a good opponent that you're going to have a major contrast in styles or a decent opponent. But let's let, let's let's put a feather in that. I, I'm I'm so pumped to talk more UK Texas A and M. But our scoots, I gotta finish the radio tease. Oh yeah, there was a radio. Jeez, tease. I forgot. Yeah, hit me. So scoots is talking. I don't think this was yesterday, actually, but I think it was two days ago. Scoots is talking about how he's not attracted to Emma Watson yeah. or Emma Stone Emma whatsoever. Stone, yeah. Emma Watson. Do you like Emma, do you, do you yeah. like Emma she's, Watson? She's good. Yeah. 
But you like Emma Watson more than Emma Stone? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yep. Well, Emma Stone that? is Emma Stone is literally a ghost. Has no color. You got to think. I mean, it's, not, you, it's not like Emma Watson is a Brazilian well, you, goddess or anything. That's the thing. You got to think of the type of women that I like. I'm, I'm going to go for the darker woman every time. I mean, but okay, but that's, like not that, Emma, that, that's not Emma Watson. Yeah, no, right. But she's like, she's just, darker. She's darker than Emma Stone. I mean, but like that's like, Scoots. I mean, no, I, I mean, not, Emma, not really? Watson, Emma yeah. Watson's better looking than Emma Stone. I mean, that's what it comes down about to. The new movie that Emma Stone's in—that's makeup on Scoots to make her look pale because that's what European. No, I just—I don't know. I was telling TJ the other day something about Emma Stone just doesn't sit right with me. Well, maybe no. Just say like you're not—you <laughs> don't think she's like you're, it's something about her face. You don't yeah, think she's something about her face for sure. Yeah, like I get it. Like she's she's got kind of a large mouth. Like that, you know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna send something over to the text line, Scoots, and you just you tell me you just you stick with that take after seeing this, okay? Okay. It's got to load because I've got the internet from 1940 over here. But just trust me, when this bad boy pulls up, you're going to change your mind. (laughs) This is unbelievable. I mean, this is just unbelievable. I do appreciate that. Like Scoots is just like, well, it's because she's paler, and it's like, no, it's it's her face. Like their their faces look different. I mean, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, Emma Watson is like the most British pale person you can think of. Oh man! All right, I'm gonna oh, try. I'm trying a different way now. Are you gonna try to text it to us now? That's not a bad idea. I should have thought of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, what about yeah. her? Is it just this picture? No, it's just, yeah, I just saw a hot picture of her. I figured I would make a huge show topic about it. Uh, no, great, great I, so radio. She she like gave like a flirty waved goodbye to Grayson Allen last night. And I used to really like him a stone. And now I'm going to unfortunately not have to like her anymore. Oh, I guess her no. and Grayson Allen are like a thing. No, what? really? That mm-hmm. seems like a strange couple. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Very strange. All right. I think it, it finally went through at least on text message. Either way. Like even if it's, Oh no. Grayson Allen. I know. It, don't you hate when there's i mean i i have this quite a bit but there's a person that i'm like think is very uh, attractive and then i see and then i see that they're they're with a just a loser that that's what's happening here isn't it 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 doesn't do it for me i don't i don't know tj doesn't do it for me are you tj did you did you hear sansa's back on the market yeah, her and the Joe Bro broke up, right? Yeah, young love. Who could have seen that coming? Celebrities just like get married and because they're bored. <laughs> it seems like that's just like the marriages to celebrities are like we know like it, this isn't a forever sort of deal, but like it, it's. I think it's just like dating for normal people. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is more like dating for normal people. Probably and- because like marriage for a normal person is such a headache to get a divorce. Like it's just so it's so much work and it's and there's so much money that goes into it. If you're rich, you just have to like tell your you know your person to take care of it and they take care of it for you. True. I guess. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Well, the, the- and I, I could also see too where they were both. I mean, hell, a lot of these celebrity couples are young, but they were very, like, she was, I think, 22. He's, like, 24-ish. So, you know, that happens quite a bit, right? You you get somebody, you want a kid. I think they had two kids. And it's like, oh, so more kids isn't going to fix us, and 
you're still who you are. Wait, they had kids? Multiple, I believe. Oh. At least one. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Didn't, so. didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, well, that, she's back on the market. So uh, that's I, I'm happily married. So not, in, not interested, Sophia or Sophie. Or, 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 yeah, Sophie. Turner. Yeah. Okay. Always forget if it's an A or an E at the end of the, the, the Sophie. But, okay, Sophie, got it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Sophia Vergara. No, I'm not, because I don't know who that is. Oh, yes, There's... you do. That's my, oh. that's my woman. <laughs> I love Sophia Vergara. <laughs> She's 51 years old, Scoots. I, th- th- no hesitation on my end. No it's, hesitation. It's like it's right up Scoots' alley. Absolutely. Older yep. Older that's Latin true. woman. Yep. That's that's true. And that's she's, why Scoots she's is going to move to a Latin country. He's just going to find an older woman, and well, she's not, newly divorced. Not now. I'm going to find Sophia Vergara. New well, plan. There you have it. <laughs> Scoots is Scoots is happily ever after, right around the corner. I think if Sophia Vergara just got to know you, I oh, she'd love she would me. probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. All right, uh, Roush, back to the A&M UK. So A&M, really good offensive rebounding team. Again, anytime a team's a great offensive rebounding team, it probably means they're allowing a bunch of opportunities on missed shots. So they're not a great shooting team, but they are a good offensive rebounding team. What would you think if Cal was like, you know what? We're going to give up offensive rebounds, but we're going to leak our guards. So if A&M wants to go crash the glass – they better get the ball because if not, we're going to have two guards down there ready. Not cherry picking, as the old kids say back in grade school, but we're going to have two guards leaked out ready to rock and roll. One, that's a guaranteed way to control the tempo. Two, yeah, it would hurt you on the offensive glass. You'd give up some probably bunnies to A&M there. But three, you'd probably scare A&M to, one, relax a little bit on the offensive glass, and two, have to keep some people back to try to slow down UK in transition. I don't suspect Calipari will do this for 40 minutes. I don't, it's probably, it maybe isn't even the smart thing to do for 40 minutes, but what would you think about UK every so often saying like, Hey, Trey and Ugo or Trey and Bradshaw, you guys have got to be our rebound. Like you will have to get this board because we're telling our guards, they not all five of them need to crash in or not all three of them in that instance. What do you think about that? I'm just spitballing. So I like where your head's at, but here's the thing. TJ, um, we're talking about John Calipari here. And if there's one thing, actually, if there's two things that really just insult him to his core on a basketball court, it's one, playing zone, and two, giving up rebounds. Like that, there's just something about getting out rebounded that just, it just, he can feel it in his spine how just like, ah. It, it just irks him, and I, I don't think, like I, I can't see a scenario where he actively tells his players to abandon that core principle of his, even if it is just for a temporary to temporarily try to get moving quicker. Because here's the other thing too, they need to leak out guards to get them down court faster. Either, I mean, well, I mean, it's easier to get a transition bucket when people are starting from the half court line versus the block. 
Yeah, but I mean, Kentucky runs transition breakoff made baskets. You know, like <laughs> they're well, not. I mean, yes, ideally they always will do that, but a, you know, AM's going to slow that down. They're not going to let it be a fast game. I, I get what you're saying, and Cal's old school. He thinks like the more stats you win, the more likely you are to win the game, which there is history behind that being true. And he's a blue collar guy in the sense of like we ain't going to get toughed up inside the paint. And that's why when he was like, did we out-rebound Florida? And he was like, no, you lost by three. Oh, that's actually a win. He was very happy to, like, be close in that rebounding margin. So I, I hear you, and you're probably – and, again, I, I agree with you that you're not going to see Cal just totally sacrifice offensive rebounds in the name of style of play and playing fast. But I don't think that's a terrible strategy. Um, you're going to – speaking of zones, A&M will play a zone. They'll do this 1-3-1 kind of junk. Uh, they'll do a little matchup 2-3 as well good luck a and m because if uk as long as they're just not in this their own world which i'm a little worried about i'm worried that they may just have a little bit of a stinker not like a blowout loss but more but as long as they're just smart with the ball all you got to do is make the extra pass and this is a really good passing uk team but that's how you beat the zone lsu had a ton of success against it and trey mitchell should be in line you would hope for a big game because he can get to that elbow. He can get to the elbow at the free throw line and knock down that jump shot in that zone. But AM's going to throw a bunch of different defenses at UK. They're going to try to confuse these young guards. They're going to be all up in the young guards' business. They're going to be trying to be really physical with them. If UK takes care of the ball, makes good passes, it'll make this game a lot easier for the Cats. Yeah, I, I wonder, too, how the – we saw Aaron Bradshaw get hit with the physicality uh, against Florida and it bothered him for a half. And then he responded, will, will he be ready for this? Or is, is Coleman just going to bully him to Bolivia again? Uh, I, I'm kind of think there might be a little bit more bullying. And another point too, that I'm worried about with this game is you're right. It should be a big Trey Mitchell game, but, are we worried that the the hot streak might come to an end, right? Like, he's got to cool down eventually, Scoots. That dude's been in fuego the last two games. Is this the time that he needs Trey Mitchell and he cools off? No, that's that's not going to happen. I said a couple weeks ago that Antonio Reeves, I don't think we'll have a cool-off period, and I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat with Trey Mitchell, especially with the, his experience, the way he can shoot from deep. No, I, I do not see that happening. I think Trey's really happy with his decision to go to UK. He is somebody that you can tell just like loves these big environments and like is soaking up that, you know, this is kind of his last rodeo in big time college basketball. And we all will be rooting for Trey at the next level, wherever that may be. But he is somebody that is embracing all this stuff. And, and I think he loves being at UK. But I, I do think he wishes UK had a, a bruiser at the five because they're going to probably ask him, they're going to, Cal's going to, all of the staff tomorrow is going to be like, hey, Trey, you're going to need to be really physical. Like you like you played with Hunter Dickinson, you're going to need to do that with Coleman tomorrow. Just you got to play tough. And I, you Bradshaw's been a little underwhelming in like the physicality department on – he's done a good job rebounding. I'm not – I don't have a huge issue there. But I thought he was going to – you know, I was hoping he could kind of bang a little bit more. Same with Uganda as well. The five position, if there's a weakness on this UK team, it's at that spot as of right now. Bradshaw started so hot, but he's he's leveled out a little bit there. 
Uh, but this is going to be a big game for Trey. He's going to have to do it on both ends, offensively and defensively, and he's going to have to be the muscle again. But I do, I think he wishes maybe there was like a oh, another bruiser on this team. A Duthiero, probably that bruiser, but I don't expect him to play tomorrow, unfortunately. We need to go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get to some text on the Thornton's text line. We'll get to football takes. I mean, still just a crazy oh, week. Dude, in Super Wild Card Weekend, man. I'm, oh, yeah. Pack oh, attack. Gosh. Steelers. Um, we'll talk about that as well. Don't so go excited. anywhere. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back to Hour Number 2 of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday. We made it. This is the first full week of the year, right? We've, or yeah. no, was that like? Yeah, no, this was. week, yeah. We did it! Woohoo! We did it. You should be proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Scoots, and I'll be doing radio Scoots a little bit later this afternoon, noon to one, filling in for John Spears. So if you want to hear more of us, uh, we can get in big on NFL playoffs. Then yeah. we, we, the world's our oyster. We can do whatever we want from sure. noon to one. Yeah, we can talk politics. Uh, I won't be here if we're if that's the plan. We'll talk politics. Yeah. yeah. No. We can talk about the town halls. Spears we can is talk canceled. about the Spears is DeSantis. canceled. We, we can talk about the DeSantis Haley debates. There, we'll we'll get in we'll get into all of it. There will be no Spears today. I could confirm. Uh, we'll talk about Rogers and McAfee. Everybody that's a fresh new topic people aren't sick of hearing about, so we'll do all that. We can talk noon. that. I'll talk that. Because I'm I'm still a little bit confused what's going on with all that. Oh boy! We're now we're now we're actually talking about it here on KRC. What are you confused about? <laughs> so I'm just like so. Rogers' his appearances on Pat McAfee's show typically end when the regular season ends, right? So yes. what? I don't understand what the big deal is with him saying or Pat saying that he's not coming on. I, yeah, I don't even know what what's really all going on. So. This week was probably the biggest week in off-season football history. So they brought on a Hall of Fame quarterback to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's all. But but what's the so it that's I'm just confused because Pat McAfee called well, out it, like it, his ESPN producer on the same show, and I, I thought it had something to do with that. With in regards to Rogers, they so the. Their season or their contract with Rodgers had come to a close at the regular season. Mm-hmm. That was that. Mm-hmm. They made an announcement that like Rodgers wasn't going to be on anymore, in part because it was it was up. Like you know that was it was going to be over anyways. And then he was back on the very next day yeah. to just talk about Belichick leaving. You know it was like news. Was, okay. You know who who knows the NFL better the last ten or fifteen years than Aaron Rodgers? He knows that he's been in it. He knows Belichick. He's gone against him. They just wanted him to weigh in on this stuff. 
So people lost their minds and were like, is this him being a rebel after being told he couldn't have Rodgers back on? Supposedly he was never told he couldn't have Rodgers back on. Okay. And two, the only reason they just brought him on was because it's been an absolutely bonkers football week. And they were like, hey, can we talk about some of this coaching stuff? Can we talk about Belichick? So that's all that it was. Okay. People are still just so brain broken over Aaron Rodgers, and it's so sad. You can definitely not like him, and you can think he's arrogant, and you can dislike his opinions, and I'd certainly disagree with a lot of the stuff that he says. But my goodness gracious, Roush, he's got a lot of folks just like really mad, really upset. I just I, – I don't understand if you don't – you can just turn it off and not watch it. Oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> Never. I. I don't. Maybe when I was in my young twenties, I would get all riled up over people, and I couldn't. But like now, it's just like, well, you could just not listen. It's pretty easy. You just don't. Go watch it. And it's just it's people that have had a grudge against him ever since the stupid pandemic stuff. It, it's just that same group of media members that were in a frenzy during that. Rodgers was more right than they were during that entire bit. And they just hate the dude because of it. It's wild. These people's brains are broken. I honestly feel bad for a lot of these people. And that's not to say that you have to like Aaron Rodgers. I, I totally get why a lot of people don't. I have a lot of Packers friends that just like cannot stand the guy now that he's not a Packer. But it, it doesn't have to do with that stuff. But it's just like, uh, I just get annoyed. I just get annoyed hearing him talk, you know, like. Stuff like that. Um, but goodness gracious. All right, Scooch, we got into it. You did it. All right. Well, you th did it. thanks for filling me in. Yeah, I just thought it was a weird look the day after McAfee said that Rodgers wasn't coming on anymore, that Rodgers was on the show. I was like, it what was is confusing. happening? It was admittedly confusing because I was even scrolling through Instagram and he's like, Aaron Rodgers on the show. And I'm like, wait, didn't you just say he's so, yeah. Yeah. I was like, am I is how how far behind am I on my timeline? Is this because this is like <laughs> it has to be from the day before, right? Uh, but and also, people are talking about like ESPN shows for the first time in a long time. Whether oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know like that, whether I, did you see Stephen A. Smith calling Jason Whitlock? Uh, what like, was that about? The in the book? So what was can that I, about? Can I say that that was like kind of embarrassing for Stephen A. Smith? Absolutely. And I, and I, and I don't I don't have too much nice to say about Jason Whitlock. I, I've just never been a consumer of his media. I think I tried it once or twice. And I was like, not for me. Well, they, and I don't listen to a ton of national guys to begin with. But like that was kind of embarrassing for Stephen A. Smith. Uh, you know what, though? There was no pushback from it. Like that's how much Jason Whitlock's hated by his peers. And it, that that's the part that struck me is that like it felt like he was just speaking for everybody, and 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 it shocks me that he is still just around at all. I don't know what he's on, but like the I, fact I, I that sometimes... it would be a topic of conversation, period, um, is fascinating. Well, and I'll and I'll say this: that Jason Whitlock has seemingly ticked off both sides of the aisle. There are he he has gone to work with a lot of different conservative outlets or leaning right outlets. And they all don't have a lot of nice things to say about the dude, but the vitriol is all still coming from the same people that also give the same hate to Aaron Rodgers. They're just the nastiest, meanest people. And they also just try to act like they're the nicest people. But Stephen A. Smith doesn't like just name call in that no, way. No, 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 no. Yeah, and, and, that, that's and what I, made it really pop to me. I'm like, man, this guy must really suck. Yeah, it's to like, say that nobody's going to be at the guy's funeral is a, is crossing a line. Like, I, I, I don't oh, know I if Stephen A. Smith is. That part, I don't know if he. 
I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but like at some point you just want to be, you can hate somebody and dislike them. And supposedly some of the rumors out there that are on like Reddit and stuff like that. And I, in Reddit, again, you got to always look at the source of where you're getting the stuff from. But like supposedly Whitlock is a pretty bad dude with some of the stuff behind the scenes he's tried to do to coworkers, like emailing bosses and stuff like that. I don't know if it's true. I have no idea if it's true, but those are just some of the rumors that are out there about the guy. Stephen A. Smith kind of alluded to something like that, you know. And, and that's and that's horrible. That's an awful thing to do. I don't know. I, I think it's just it's easier to be nice. Yeah, it, it, but makes, it, you, that it was, makes you feel better when you forgive and you're nice. There, that it was just it, it was a bizarre media week. But to your point, like people were talking about ESPN shows, and that's like they, they're they're making them matter. The the part I had them on yesterday because they had the Belichick stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the Belichick craft press conference, and we know that uh, the New England Patriots are your second favorite team, TJ. So I'm sure you were shedding tears while watching it. It was awkward, and it also ticked me off that like they didn't. I mean, they just made speeches and then like had an awkward goodbye, and then Kraft came back and answered questions, but just deflected and said he wanted to make today about a celebration of Bill Belichick, and it's like. Well, you just fired him. So, like, t- today's not really the – the time for celebrating is when you have Bill Belichick Day after he retires in a couple of years, not the day you fire him. I-, I appreciate you trying to keep it light and upbeat, and you did a pretty good job in setting the tone there. But um, also, like, they've stunk, and you're, you're firing him now. So, like, we-, we can't make this all kumbaya celebration when you're It is the him. end of an era, though, whether the, – how the me how it comes about – it is the end of an era, and I do think you can reflect back positively on the most dominant run we'll ever see in our lives in the NFL. I mean, unless yeah, the Chiefs, unless the Chiefs okay. just start rattling them off. I mean, obviously, love in about two years is probably going to win six or seven in a row. So maybe <laughs> I'll maybe I'll have to amend this statement. Okay. But let's all right. Let's just let's do this exercise because I kind of threw it out there yesterday, but we didn't get into it. But Scoots is out. Um. Just in our lifetimes, because that's kind of modern sports. I feel like Michael Jordan kind of brought in the um, the what, what am I looking for here? The the media like the it, dynasty era. Is that what you're trying to say? Are you talking about like the superstar era? Yeah, and just like the because both are part of dynasties, and both were like the faces of their sports for extended periods of time. Which that's more Tom Brady than Bill Belichick, obviously. But I, I do feel like. Um, once we I got thought, through Showtime, just like modern era, most dominant teams. And, I, hell, I almost want to throw out the NBA because in the NBA, it's much easier to have, like, pro, prolonged dominance because it's best of seven series, right? Like, it's not single elimination. But even if you include, like, the best, the most dominant dynasties since in our lifetime – Alabama football, right? Saban's run. Um, New England Patriots, obviously. New York and Yankees. Then, I was going to say the Yankees in the 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s. Uh, yeah, they had a crazy run. Do you, if, we, if we include NBA, it's got to be Warriors or the Warriors. Best one. Yeah. Uh, let me get the Lakers up. You know, it's funny is why you all were doing that. I was just Wikipediaing all these teams just to see their championships, just to get the run, in fact. And you all had 
like you all were almost going as I was going. It's kind of weird. So we were thinking of the exact same ones, which makes which makes me feel good that we're probably. I mean, maybe we're missing one, but we're feeling pretty good. All right, let me read them off for you. Okay. Okay. Yankees in the nineties, they won the World Series in ninety six, ninety eight, ninety nine, and two thousand, and they went to the World Series yeah, in two thousand and one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So crazy. gold Golden State. They won the championship in 15, 17, 18, and 22, and they went to the championship in 19. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. They, they did. So they did four and six. The Yankees also did four and six, correct? Okay. Yeah. Maybe somebody like write down what the actual thing is because I'm reading the numbers. But so four right, and six for BOFA. Alabama um, went 09, 11, 12, 15, 17, 20. So that's a little longer of a span, but. Uh, that is what six championships over the course of 09 to 20. So like I mean, 11 years, but, six or 11. Oh my goodness. <laughs> which, which I, and I think that's the overall point why Bama and what, like what Saban and Belichick have done is more impressive is that it was over such a longer period of time. And that's so hard to do. Like we didn't mention any of LeBron's teams cause they were a flash in the pan for like three years. Top. Like I, I thought of Shaq and Kobe Lakers. But that was also, I mean, I guess they went to the finals in 05. Um, so they took a year off, went back to the finals. But I had the Lakers pulled up too. They went 2000, 2001, 2002, and they had went to the championship in 04, 08, 09, 010, and they won in 09 and 10. But that's, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty dominant run too over the course of that span. But, I, but I, really for, I mean, Belichick in all those Super Bowls, the only thing that remained the constant was Brady. And I that's mean, true. I, <laughs> Alabama's was just so hell. They, they won it with two different ways you crown a champion, which that's why it's, it, when comparing all the stuff, like Saban might just be the best to ever do it in any sport ever. I mean, they won three BCS, three college football playoffs. They won it with playing murder ball, where they would just have the most dominant defense and dominant running game. Um, then they started spreading it out, throwing it all over the field. It is wild that Alabama had never had a Heisman, and then when they go and do the um, the weird little ESPN graphics, they show Michigan and Alabama in the Rose Parade. It shows Michigan's Heismans, and it's like guys from a long, long time ago. And it's like here's Alabama's, and they're all still in the NFL. Yeah, four, <laughs> they four. Just, they had never had a Heisman before 2009, and they've had four since then. Yeah, Mark Ingram was their first one, correct? Yep. Mark Let's Ingram, see if you can name Henry. Him. Yep. Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith, and Boom. yeah, you nailed it. Is it Yo, just, you, just you those three? Get... Okay. No, no, no. There's another one. I can't. You, the, the easy one, the most recent. Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I assume you were just going to rattle off Bryce Young and give you a pat on the back. I think you were. I maybe confused you a little bit there. All right. We all heard the numbers though. Let's give our votes. Most dominant dynasty. I'm going with the Warriors. Just because of how it looked, it was so aesthetically pleasing. They were they were just so dominant. I mean, you couldn't touch them. Um, suck it, NBA basketball. Um, it's garbage, and we saw that reason why last night. Um, it's a terrible sport. I'll as a. This is a little bit kind of an asterisk next to my answer, but. I'll go the the Yankees, and that's coming as a Red Sox fan. Baseball is such a random-ass sport, and it is so, like, 
you know, one player can get hurt and it can throw away your entire, and that can be on a lot of sports, I understand. But you could just go against like a pitcher that's on fire that in the World Series you have to go against twice. And those are just, you know, the two guaranteed losses you get to, to in baseball, such a random sport to go 96, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, and 2003. You go to the World Series, that run. That is crazy. And I know they have the most money and you can make the case that like, well, when you have, when you can buy the best players, you should get the best results. But baseball is just so, it can be just so wonky at times. So I think that one is probably like the most, that's crazy because it was so jam packed too. And they were just constantly, constantly good. But I do, if, if somebody wanted to go Alabama or New England, I could go with that as well, just because it, you know, those are really hard sports to win. And two football and it's spread out a little bit more like you were detailing, Roush. I can still name probably the entire starting lineup of those Yankees teams, too. Jorge Posada, Tino Martinez, Bernie Williams, you know, uh, Chuck Knobloch, Jeets. Who's I mean, it's just crazy. Team? Like, in our childhood, anytime the World Series was on, it was basically just the Yankees. Who is the third baseman? It's kind of Wasn't it Knobloch? Knobloch was our second baseman. He got the yips. I'm trying to think of the third baseman now. I can see it. I don't know why Corky Miller went to my brain. He was a bat, red. Clay Bellinger. Cole Bellinger. A-Rod uh, wasn't there yet, was he? No, it was. It was Clay Bellinger. Huh. Okay. Well, that was that was all right, that was one I didn't know, but I feel like I could rattle off most of the rest. I thought no, I, A-Rod, A-Rod was later. A-Rod was like 08-ish. Um, I, I'm going to say the Patriots because it's very rare that you can be so good that I mean, I turn. I hated them so much, just like I hated the Lakers. You know, I, it was one of those where, like, pro sports, I'm not into as much, so I would just hate the dominant team, right, and cheer against them. Um, but when when the Patriots, old ass Tom Brady makes that comeback against the Falcons, like I just completely flipped on him. It was like this is so awesome. I got to just enjoy this because I'm never going to see anything like this ever again. Um, so I, I'm I'm going to say the Patriots. And because there are basically two dynasties in one in there. Um, that's that's which, true. Patriots is a great answer. And if it's not just for like my reason and rationale for baseball being a pretty tough sport to win in, I, I would probably go Patriots. You sold me on it. And let's not forget that they almost made just total and like complete history with an undefeated season. They'd have one of the most miraculous catches in the history of football to stop mm-hmm. that from happening. And Roush, as UK fans, which we're – an awfully proud program, obviously, in, in the basketball realm. We had a similar just catastrophe, undefeated season come to a screeching halt against Wisconsin. We still have nightmares about that, and we it still just rubs – it will always rub UK fans the wrong way. But for the Patriots, I'm sure that that kills a lot of Patriots fans. But for, like, the average fan that's not a like a New England diehard – you forget about it because they won so many other ones. Like you don't forget about it. You 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 do remember that game because it was such a great Super Bowl. But I mean, oh, nobody feels bad for the Patriots because they won like what two years later, or they won three years before. They've won a million Super Bowls in somebody that was born in like 1991's life. So uh, let's not forget that they almost yeah, had an undefeated yeah. season, which would have just, I mean, solidified. Would have solidified this debate for sure, and maybe this one's not really. Maybe it is the Patriots, but yeah, fun, fun. Ra- embrace debate on radio. Look at us. Yeah, look at us now. I, I also like ha- R.I.P. Jared, but ha- well, one of my cooler times doing this work was um, sitting in and him just detailing that Super Bowl experience for 
like an hour. I mean, him him giving a firsthand account to one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time, one of the most memorable NFL games of all time, crazy. Which we need to talk NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, and I was looking back, I got I, I was writing something last night trying to get my my picks in order, and I was looking through photos. And last year, the Bills in the snow that was one of the more shocking playoff results I can ever remember. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati going up to Buffalo and just bullying the Bills at their own game. I I was shocked by it. I'm I'm using that to premise this by saying I, I remember you said earlier in the week, TJ, like, well, if you money line the four favorites that you kind of like here, NFL, there's going to be probably one bad game. That's it's probably the Steelers Bills, right? Scoots um, might be the Monday night game with the Bucks Eagles. But there's, it's going to get wild, and there's going to be some upsets. So, with that being said, do you have a favorite upset for this weekend? Because I, I think I've got mine. Mine think, would be. I think the Ram. Mine would be the Browns, but it's hardly an upset when it's a five-four. Yeah, they, but the Browns aren't are they favorites. favorites. Are they favorites? They're favorites. Yeah. No, they're favorites. Really? I'm taking, yeah, that's why I'm taking Houston. Like the Browns, wait, you got a home dog in the playoffs and they have a better quarterback? Okay. Um, Do they have a better quarterback? Rookie of the year versus Joe Flacco? Do they? Uh, Cool hot hand Joe, he's on fire. How many Super Bowls has Shroud won? (laughs) (laughs) I like like Cleveland. I, I think they'll, I think they're just way, they're a lot better in the trenches than the Texans are. Shroud's fun, and I bet Nico Collins has a huge game. But I, I, I like. Are we going through? Are we doing this now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the I like the Browns. Uh, I, you just want to go through them, just all like you know time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, and let's let's add a, a caveat of like what may be going on in your life at four thirty on Saturday. Oh, that is. I'm going to be watching it with Browns fans, so I'm making an emotional hedge. That's <laughs> um, it's, it's part of my reason. It's like, oh well. If they lose, like I'm, I'm gonna win. And if they Scooch, win, then I'm happy, and I'm with all of my wife's family, and they're gonna be fired up. Scooch, what do you have going on this weekend? Uh, I've got a doubleheader at Midway tomorrow. Got a game tonight, doubleheader at Midway tomorrow. So I will be getting home about six o'clock. I'll hopefully be able to get to the second half. So you're not gonna be able to watch the Cats, are you? What time do they play? Two. Gosh, dang it. No, but it is on. I'll, I'll make sure to record it this week to watch it. You gotta at least watch the YouTube highlights. We yeah. can't have you coming in wrong. No, that was yeah, that was that was bad. That was bad. Admittedly, that was not good. Especially it when it was good. especially when it was me and you for the first however long on Monday. Yeah, I've I've gotta watch it this weekend. So I'll make sure it's recording. I regret my word choice. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Uh, and then IU plays tonight, a little Friday night lights. Yeah, I won't get to watch that either. Thanks. Thanks, Indiana. I uh, who do we I'm even play? Huge... I don't even know who Indiana plays tonight. Minnesota is that right? Minnesota, okay. you all are at home. You're four and a half point favorites. I think you all cover, but if you wanted to tease it down to two, I, I you know, I, no, you all are covering four and a half. Okay, I'll ride with you on that. IU needs it badly. Yeah. Sometimes in college basketball, the home, the desperate home team is the play, which worries me a little bit for tomorrow, but we're on NFL talk right now. So we'll we'll get back to the college basketball here in a little bit. The Saturday night game, Dolphins-Chiefs, it's supposed to be like a million degrees below zero 
Uh, super, super cold game there. Chiefs, uh, four and a half point favorites. Whoa, that line's moved. What was it? I I saw it earlier this week at three and a half. On Tuesday, when I did my scooter spread selections, it was two and a half. I, I'm thinking, I don't know. I, Waddle and Mostert practice today, so I'm kind, or yesterday. I'm kind of leaning Dolphins just because I think a lot of, like we watched the Chiefs just kind of, you know, trip over themselves all year. There's got to be consequences for that eventually, right? If if the Dolphins, I know that they're fun to make fun of for losing to bad teams. They are total frauds. They've lost every big game to a team over 500. But they also haven't been healthy for those games. If they have Waddle and Mostert for them, I, like Tyreek Hill coming home to Kansas City, could see him scoring. I, I don't know. I I just I kind of lean the dog in, in this matchup because I – I think Kansas City is going to flame out in spectacular fashion at some point in this playoffs, but it's just like, at what point is it going to be? Might as well try doing it now. The only thing that worries me about that game in regards to Miami is the fact that it is going to be so cold, and they're coming from Miami. So I don't know how if that'll play in in, in at all, but I, I just I think Chiefs ultimately win just because I, well, just because of the weather. And like, how much how much are we? playing up the weather versus how much does it actually matter? Sure. Well, and also there are some times that teams are built to like be better in colder weather, but that's not the chiefs. And it's, you know, Kansas city can get really cold and they're used to very cold playoff games. So they may have the advantage in like being a little bit more used to it, but they're They're not running it North South. They got Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. And a bunch of brick handed receivers. I I think the, the, I'm going to take the Dolphins with the points, and I and I think maybe the Chiefs win, but I'm going to take the Dolphins with the points because that is a lot of points for a playoff game between two evenly matched teams, or maybe the Dolphins have more talent. I think maybe some people would agree, at least certainly at wide receiver. Nobody could debate that. Um, but the Dolphins, the Dolphins have been so pedestrian lately. If that one doesn't hit, I'm going to probably feel like an idiot. But the yeah. Chiefs haven't been world beaters either. So, right, right. But the Dolphins, my gosh, they've just been going through the motions. But they have been banged up. And maybe they've been just kind of playing for the playoffs, which start tomorrow, which is exciting. Can't you just see the Dolphins starting out fast? They've got a big lead. You're waiting for them to blow it. Then you see Patrick Mahomes marching down the field to make a big comeback. He's got Marquez Valdez scanning for a deep ball. That's the game winner, and it just bounces right off his hands. Game Not only bounces off his hands, but a a Dolphin safety takes it. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Mahomes. It's like not only could you just not catch the ball, you made it an interception, right. uh, which does seem to be sometimes bad luck for Mahomes and stuff like that. All right, are your Steelers covering plus ten versus the Bills because they ain't winning? I can tell you that they're covering. No, not without. Uh, uh, I'm it's covered. Wouldn't touch that. Roush, you uh, like the under, but you don't like the Steelers to cover. They don't have TJ Watt. I don't care if at, you like the under, at, then the Steelers cover ten. Just a- ATS TJ Watt. Steelers with and without him. Um, Bills win 20 to 6. Yeah, right. Like that's exactly just a dud of a game. Um, but my my lock in this one is Mason Rudolph under 16 and a half completions. I got the juice at minus 130. So it's not great, but he hasn't completed more than 18 completions in a game, and it's about to be terrible up there. So yeah, give me give me Mason Rudolph under completions is my lock. People forget that he was a Heisman finalist. He was? Yeah, uh, Oklahoma State put up some crazy stats this year. Well, when he was there. Uh, maybe this year, too. 
Packers seven and a half versus the Cowboys. I think the Packers cover, which almost makes me want to bet the Cowboys. <laughs> like, I, I think this should be a close game. I think Green Bay is going to kind of give Dallas a couple, a, a nice punch, but a lot of people are on the Packers too. So the, the, I may in my gambling league end up taking the Cowboys, although I think the Packers cover. Uh, love playing as well as really any quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, that's just, that's a matter of fact, weirdly enough. I feel like it's a money line sprinkle play here, right? Where you 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 go for the Mike McCarthy absolute dud. If not, then then the the opposite might happen, where the Cowboys just win by a million because that's what they've done at home, um, except for their last home game when they played it pretty close with the Lions. So maybe if you if you think they're vulnerable, like I'm I'm just money line sprinkling. It was like plus two sixty five ish or so. Take the overs on Aaron Jones. I think he has a nice game. I, I, yeah. I learned he's from Texas, and he had a huge game the last time he was there. Um, and he's fresh. So, yeah, I love that. Love that. I think the Packers cover, but the Cowboys, like, went on a last-second field goal. or They're going to they're gonna flip the heartbreak playoff script on us for, for a change. And don't get used to it, Cowboys fans. Don't, don't savor the flavor. It's not going to happen frequently. But I think it happens on Sunday, unfortunately. But I, if it's a, you know – I just hope we don't get blown out. Scoots, do you want to pick that one? Uh, I like the Packers as well on that one to cover. I don't. I don't think they win, but I, I do think they cover. I like the the Lions. I feel like everybody and their mothers on the Rams. I'm going to go Lions. So this is the game of the weekend. It's going to be electric at Ford Field, first home playoff game since 1991 in Detroit. A night game. That place is going to be juiced up. I'm definitely taking the over. Already made that wager because the Lions defense is garbage and Sean McVay, he's 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 got something cooking for this defense. He's going to score some points. I just don't like I feel like if the Rams win this game, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. That's my that's my hot take for this weekend that they they're the kind of lower seeded team that can go on a run that's most, best well equipped for it. But I just like the that at like that's such a a wild card in Detroit that field that atmosphere the energy of that that building like some some something wonky is going to happen in that game um, so yeah I I don't know if I can bet against the Lions but I definitely like over fifty one and a half in that game I'm going Rams just because it. I mean, Detroit's always had their heart broke. What better way to get your heart broke than your old quarterback coming back and beating you? It's funny, all the playoff tickets this week, I think like the cheapest is get-in price is maybe in Tampa. It's like 66 bucks or something like that. Uh, or maybe it's Kansas City with how cold it is. I, but all of them are like anywhere from like a 66 to like $125 range, which isn't out of the wor- out of the universe expensive for a playoff game. But the Lions, it's like 350 just to get in. Oh, that's significantly down more in Detroit than it is anywhere else because this is a big deal for them, and I think they show out for them. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Eagles. I think they get right against the Bucks. Maybe I'm an idiot about that. They've been so, so bad lately, but I'm taking the Eagles. And then real quick on your all's picks, but we do have a little breaking news that's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm just waiting until Monday to see how my bankroll does because that game, like I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it, but – it's kind of it's a gross football game. It's, it's a gross. tough one to pick for sure. 
I mean, no no scenario would surprise me. If I mean, Baker the, just went out there and randomly balled out like he did at Green Bay, I'd be like, yeah, you know, he can do that every so often. The Bucs have won stink. five of six. The Eagles have lost five of six. Like, you, you got to be like, well, obviously you ride the hot hand, but then you look at who the Bucs beat. It's like, ugh. Then hey. you see that, who the hey. Eagles want hey, to, and you're also like, ugh. So, yeah, I, yeah it's 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 a tough one. Uh, the, the number's 41 and a half, so maybe you just – Lean on the offense as being that. I mean, the Bucks scored nine points against the Panthers. Panthers. Ooh, I was going to say I like the over in that. That's not a big number, and I think both offenses, if they're clicking, which they haven't been, you're right. Except for again in Green Bay for Baker. Uh, all right, what do you got, Scooch? There, I like the over too, and I'll I'll roll with Philly. Anytime you get Philly less than a field goal. All right, we're going to take our last commercial break. Rand Paul has made an endorsement for the 2024 election. He teased it yesterday. The tease did not disappoint. We'll come back and tell you what that is when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man of the moon. When you're coming home, dad, I don't know when. We'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Anybody got to be hitting up Salsaritas this weekend? A little Salsaritas, fresh Mexican grill. Ooh, that I sounds up. wonderful. I hit it up yesterday, and I was pleasantly surprised. I told you all I forgot my wallet, broke out my Salsaritas app, had to re-download it because it's been a minute since I used it. So I re-downloaded it, opened it up, bam, I have $10 rewards. So luckily, I had enough cash in my car that I just went in store, redeemed the award rewards, used the extra cash to pay for the rest, and the best part about it is... Only twelve points away from another ten dollars. So wow, yeah, I'm I'm pretty well loaded in Salsaritas money. That's a veteran Salsaritas move right there. That's somebody that's been around some wildly addictive chips in their life. And I got the so I tried the new salsa. I don't know if it's new salsa. I have just never seen it there. It was like a, uh, I think it was like their corn salsa, hot salsa mixed with like sour cream. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was. It's like a tan color or like a brownish color. So I asked the girl, I was like, what is that? And she was like, oh, it's black. I can't remember even what she said. But she was like, you want some on the side? And I was like, sure, I'll take some on the side. That'll be my go-to salsa from now on. It was awesome. Sour cream, out. I think that's what she said. Out. That's good. You got to give, give it a shot. You can't, not, a, not a sour cream you, guy. You can't taste the sour cream. It's more of like a Chipotle taste than sour cream. <laughs> I love too that TJ like it says sour cream and there's nothing sour about sour cream. Like, <laughs> I don't have no, anything. I love I like sour things. It's not the sour part. It's probably more the cream part. Yeah, like it's just like a. It's probably the texture. You don't like mayo, so like you're probably not gonna like sour cream either. Well, I don't like mayo because it's gross. So mm, yeah, they're both okay. delicious. You're just not gonna. Uh, by the way, Rand Paul pretty much endorsed everybody but Nikki Haley. That's that's the radio tease there. Uh, he went on a long Twitter rant to just basically say, like, you know, I can see aspects of Trump, uh, DeSantis, uh, Vavik. Uh, he even said RFK Jr. from the independent aisle. But then he just said, but never Nikki. That's the hashtag. Never Nikki. Not, not, a, not a fan? Conservatives yeah. think that she's like a globalist plant. 
just because she was a UN rep ambassador. So she's like gotten. She's like, by. she's like very pro war though. She's like, yeah, we need to be in Ukraine and Israel. We're going to. Isn't that a popular Republican idea? What's that? Isn't that a popular Republican idea? Not anymore. The times have changed, Roush, in the last 20 years, weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge, huge... Now the, now the Democrats are pro-war, uh, although it seems like Republicans are more like, yeah, we should help Israel out, but not getting into the politics of it. I thought that was kind of a funny funny rant by Rand Paul there. It's never, never, Nikki. Uh, another funny thing, Kentucky might get an offensive tackle today. Uh, Gerald Mincy, uh, you've, you've heard his name before. Long, long time ago, he was Kentucky's second commitment back in 2019. Went, started his career at Florida, spent the last two seasons at Tennessee where he was a rotational offensive tackle, um, got 13 starts in two years, so he basically started half their games at tackle, uh, has over a 1,000 career snaps in the SEC. Ole Miss thought they were going to get him on a visit last weekend, then they thought they were going to get him on a visit this weekend, and then uh, got a little scoop that he's actually plans on being in Lexington today. So the Cats, they could walk up. A huge, huge addition. I mean, they needed offensive tackle so badly. To be able to get a guy who has experience in the SEC would be significant. He would compete right away with Cortland Ford for that right tackle position. So, could be a great get for the Cats. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that this afternoon. That'd be huge. Somebody that, was he one of the best linemen in the SEC? No, but he was good. And he was a starter. You, you can't be good and start as many games as he did and get the playing time that he did. So He allowed three sacks in two years. That'd be great. I, yeah. I would be all in on that if they can make it happen. Although I'm getting like nervous that it hasn't happened. I know that it's just there's been so much buzz in the last 48 hours about it that I, I don't know. It seems like these things have a window where if it doesn't happen in that window, then uh oh. Well, I, I admittedly kind of slow played all of it. Okay. Um, and he's got to take the visit, obviously, and stuff yeah. like that. Well, and part of it was because. Um, Ole Miss was so confident, and then I kind of realized I think the reason why those guys are so confident is because they just kind of get whoever they want. And I don't think he's as much of a need as he is at Kentucky. Um, and so when, when I was talking to one guy who had been in pretty frequent contact with uh, Mincy himself, and he was like, oh, well, when I asked him when he's getting to Ole Miss, he didn't respond. It's like, ah, wonder why. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, it checks out. Checks okay. out. Good deal. Uh, so that, that would be nice. That would be a very significant addition. Um, let's let's read some text on the Thornton's text line, TJ. Yeah, I'm really confused about like where we're at and where we're going. And I'm, I mean that in life, not in the Thornton's text line. But in this instance, I do mean it specifically in the Thornton's text I got line. It. Where are we? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Because like we, we went all the way up, but we never went no, all the we way made, down. We made it all the way up, and we started. Yeah, it was that all, all the Groundhog said. Yeah. We Did start we start from the bottom, and now we're here? Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, with saving retiring, are we going to have to suffer through another job search for Stoops, or do you think he'll hold out for Iowa? Um, long story short, there's Nor Norvell has become a very popular name in this search, and Florida State got in a bunch of trouble. Like, they got in trouble for nil stuff, which is very funny. They gave out illegal nil. I That's – I'm not one to nor – I'm normally in an NCAA defender, Roush, but – all that seems pretty, at least what I read, all that just seemed like what every every place in America is doing to a certain degree. Like, where where did they go horribly wrong here? Like, what's? I'm sure they just did something really stupid. It's Florida State. 
But like, yeah. what stupid thing did they do? It seems like all they did was like promote collectives to their recruits, which I, I know if you get caught doing that, I guess you can get in trouble. But like, are you kidding me? You don't think U of L's coaches are telling them about the 502 circle, or and you don't think UK's coaches are talking about like, yeah, we've got this 15 nil collective. You, you know, you may go sign autographs next to Rupp Arena in front of like 300, 400 thousand fans. Not really that, doing many, that in two weekends, I believe. Like, you don't think that other coaching staffs are doing this and Florida State's going to get some punishments for it? I don't know. Admittedly, though, I didn't dive into the full weeds of it. I was kind of hoping maybe one of you two had. Scoots, I really want your ESPN Emmy take uh, when we get it, when we get a second. But I maybe we can save that for noon to one. Yeah, Spears with beers. We can save it for them. Um, but I, I mentioned that because it's like maybe right now there's a lot of chaos at Florida State. Maybe Norvell is the most active, actively looking to get out. But the the thing is, is like Stoops legit thought he was going to get the Florida State job a while ago. Turns out they were just using him for leverage. He was pissed off about the whole affair. So I don't I don't know if he would be eager to leap back into that. So I don't I don't think long story short, Texter, I don't think we're we're going to be dealing with that. Uh, Who's your old Super Bowl pick? I love the Ravens. Lamar is dirtier than Scoots Twitter's likes. And I assume that texture means dirty in the sense of a compliment. Like, hey. Well, yeah, he's filthy. He, yeah. He's filthy. Uh Please, not the Ravens. The Vins? At the end of the day, stop. At the end of the day, anybody but the Ravens, really. I mean, I want the Packers, obviously. It's not going to be the Packers. Such a tough road for Green Bay. I've got a Bills future. That would be cool. I, I That was like one of my first bets when we had in-person gambling in the state. So I'd be I, happy about that. The 49ers finally have to have to hit it home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're healthy. Knock on, you know, for now. They've got to do it this year. It's this year for them. The 49ers will win the Super Bowl. You heard it here first, Scoots. That wow. makes me want to go against the 49ers. I'm betting the, if the Rams win, I'm betting I'm betting Rams against them, though. If McVay, the Rams only lost to them once, I think, or something like that. Or is it the other way around? If the Ravens are in the Super Bowl, I, I it's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be slightly nervous. I mean, I have talked a lot of smack about how Lamar would never win a Super Bowl. I mean, a lot. Oh, did you get the breaking news, CJ? Uh, yeah, about the Patriots. Yeah, Gerard Mayo, next yes. head coach. And what? I thought you you said you didn't like Mayo. You sure, <laughs> it's a good one. Sure about that? I'm a huge fan of wordplay. That was that was clever. You're clever as a cat. Oh, a texter yeah. on the Thorns text line says, Jakari Johnson did play a sophomore season at UK. People forget that. Yeah, if we if we said sophomore, we meant junior. And he was a huge role on that 14 team when yeah. when Willie got hurt. Yeah, he passed it out to Aaron Harrison. Did we have such buzzards well. luck with injuries. Yeah. Damn you, Mingus. Mingus. Damn you. Hate to meet this guy, but I think we will lose on Saturday. A&M is 26% from three on the year, and I expect them to shoot well above that. Taylor and Radford can give our guards problems on one desperate team. Yeah, it. You, I think the emotional hedge is the correct play, especially if cats are like a three and a half point favorite. Feels like Vegas will probably do that, so you can get a And M at like plus one forty, ish. I think it'll be closer to like a pick 'em, one point game. Maybe I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if a And M's favored, but. I, I'm really nervous about this game too. I mean, the only good news is like if you do lose, it's a quad one loss. It's not the end of the world. The beat goes on, but 
I, I don't – and the funny thing is just like this should be a team just from like the style of play, the stats that UK should win. But this is going to be a desperate A&M team, and they're going to be really physical, and they're going to – this is going to mean a lot to them. Is UK going to be able to like answer that call? In basketball in the regular season you, and, and even in the tournament, sometimes it's just not your night. Sometimes shots don't fall. I'm not trying to excuse make for UK, but there's a chance they lose. I think there's a decent chance they lose. We'll give our predictions in the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got a couple of repeat texts in here, but uh, somebody said, if Norvell gets hired at Bama, does FSU go after Stoops? Uh, that, I, I just mentioned it. I mean, they might, but also – the, the, the one part I didn't mention is the only person – like Jeff Brom is a special circumstance. Nobody's leaving the Big Ten or the SEC for either one of those conferences. It's just career suicide. Brom's the exception because he's from here, played here. But I, I think Stoops to Florida State could be exception-like too, and I can provide some re- – and I'm not saying that I think it's going to happen necessarily, but just to play devil's advocate and po- provide a few reasons. One, they could match pay. They're one of the few – I mean, you're right that, like, outside the SEC and Big Ten, Big 12 jobs and ACC jobs are going to be few and far between. They're going to be able to pay more than any SEC job. They're one of them. Two, he may just look at it as, like, a way out. Like, this is easier. Uh, that that would be why, the, the biggest thing that I would worry is that, like, how much does he want out? Like, why and am I, why am I cutting my – I don't message boards, but, yeah. Because it was clear with that A&M thing that he was looking for an out after this year. Like, why am I cutting my teeth to get seven and five in the SEC where I can probably play a little bit more golf and have a little bit more fun and just basement 10 and two in that terrible, terrible conference? It'd be a little easier there, too. And with the 12 team playoff, I, I, I think that your reasoning is right. Like, you're not going to see SEC and Big Ten coaches leave to go to smaller conferences, but this, this could be an exception here. Did the flirtation with, a&M ruin all this though I think that's maybe the bigger question is he just kind of maxed out with his flirtation of job because if you show a little bit of interest in that Florida State job and it leaks then we're going to be ticked like you know we're going to want him to go at that point so if he is going to leave it's going to have to be super quiet and it's just going to although that's how the A&M thing happened Roush there was only slight whispers of that before it kind of started to heat up and then it was him announcing that he wasn't going to go do we really think that Florida State would Want Stoops? I mean, just look at the backlash that A&M got, and Florida State's a much more proud fan base. I just, I think the backlash no, from no, it, they're would, yeah, they're not, they're not proud. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I just, are, I think both live in well, some delusion. Stoops, I don't the think the they would go after him. The difference is, is like Stoops is their Elko, if that makes sense, because Elko was a defensive coordinator there when they were good. Stoops was a defensive coordinator for Florida State when they won a title. So, like that, that would be the difference where it would be a little bit of an easier sell uh, than most. Um, but the other thing too is like, what is Florida State right now as a program? I don't. It's it's hard for me to like to wake up and you can just get up and recruit. Like I don't know if they have that cachet anymore. So yeah, I'm I'm not as worried about it as some might. But if, unless he is just that eager to get out. If um, Norvell goes but, to Alabama, I would I would tell UK fans to like yeah you know DefCon two. Now th- this this has been a few years, but like. The, the story was that he was very, very upset that he didn't get the job when they hired Norvell. Like, there was – he thought he was getting it, and it was everything – it was all but official, and that was going to happen. It didn't, and he was very upset because they just used him as leverage in the situation. So, that – like, 
I heard that that really like got to him and made him a little bit more content at Kentucky. Now that's been a few years, so things could have changed. But you know, uh, that that I think that matters in this equation. Texture in the Thornton Stex line says interesting note from our guy Brandon Ramsey oh. on where tournament. Do we read we that? Bounced one? ahead. Yeah, that oh, was okay. yesterday. Um, it's Buddy TJ. You said on the show yesterday that four. The AP top five lost yesterday, but you think the first time ever in a two-day period. Alas, I'll never forget the Saturday of February 2022 when all six of the AP top six lost on the very same night, including number six, Kentucky. Top five craziest college basketball night in memory. Huh. Well, then I guess was my thing like the stat that I had, I'm mistaken, buddy, was it like they, they lost to unranked teams in a two-day span this right. week? That was the first time in a long time that 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 had happened, but but I had forgotten about that night. Uh, yeah, I still don't remember it. Yeah, I don't. I've, and that's and that's my problem. Like when you go, like when you said college basketball is better than college football because of the regular season. I I I don't I'm memory I don't keep these in memory as much as the college football ones. They just stand out to me more because there's fewer of them. Easier to remember the bigger upsets. UK, wait a minute. UK won on that day, buddy. Oh, buddy, I'm not your pal, buddy. They they won at Alabama. Well, I'm not your buddy, guy. Tata had a big game. Oh, friend. Hmm. Okay, another texter says, John here. Good morning, everyone. I have a busy sports weekend. My son has a sectionals for bowling, plus Chiefs, Cats, and the Aces. Hey, our Cats will win by eight, and my Chiefs by seven. Hey, I was wondering if I would look weird with a mullet. I got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. You'd look good with a mullet, John. Don't do the mullet, John. Don't do it. Let's see it. Let's see it. I've had to watch Grey's Anatomy before, but it was just because I was buying my time. Had to use that in exchange for my better reward later in the evening. But who hasn't been there? (laughs) Good luck to your son in bowling sectionals, John. We remember remember the girls that Scoots likes from his Twitter likes. Uh, what's the next one? Scoots must be a big Selma Hayek fan with that older Latina thing. Oh, know. I like Selma. Yeah, she's good. She's she's fifty seven. I didn't good. know who she was. I didn't know who she was. I'm on this, but I need to report a murder. Deaner was killed by Nolan Smith's sister. It's true. Supposedly Nolan Smith's sister. She's not afraid to take take a shot or two. How uh, did Scoots feel about the Houthis? Need Scoots analysis about the Houthis situation. Yeah, Scoots, let us tell us about the Houthis. No idea what that means. I think it's the Houthis. Uh, United States bombed them. They're yeah, they're in Yemen. They kind of taken over the country. They're, ter- they're they're considered a terrorist group. They've been sending some drones at merchant ships. So we sent some some missiles their way. It's a little alarming how Congress and mostly conservatives don't know. That they're all like Biden can't do that. He's got to come to us first. It's a little concerning how many of them don't know the rules, the Constitution, the law. I got three words: suck at Houthis. Yeah, <laughs> suck at Houthis. The '90s Chicago Bulls are the dynasty that defines dynasties. You have the best team led by the greatest player of all time. And yeah, and I was kind of looking like post that, um, because yeah, that is going to be the one that is just the the benchmark. But it is wild that you have the three biggest in the sport kind of bang, bang, bang. Because Patriots exceed the Cowboys, but hell, the Cowboys were rock and rolling at that time. Um, but Yankees <laughs> in the 90s, too, pretty well. Not to get into politics, but you hear Rand Paul endorses everyone but Nikki Haley? 
Yeah, we didn't like dive into it, but that's just kind of a funny thing for a senator from Kentucky to do. Basically be like, pretty much anybody but this person. FSU scoop. Atkins drove a recruit to an off-site meeting with a booster, then left the meeting, left the recruit with the booster. Apparently, this is the gist of the issue, and apparently it's a recruiting violation. So yeah, I mean, that's dumb. The that's- fact that the coach drove him there is the recruiting violation, which is silly. Um, what's not going to be silly is y'all are down on the cats. I, as, as worried as I am, um, I do think Kentucky's going to end up winning by three. It's gonna, it's gonna, they're going to gut it out. They're going to knock down their free throws at the end of the game. Reed Shepard's going to be running around getting chased by A&M guys, and they're going to score 77 to 74. Scooch, what do you got? I've got Cats by 7, 84, 77. Ooh, surprising. I'm going to take the Cats to come up short. I hope to be wrong. I'll come in Monday. very. Ha- if they win, I'm going to be like over the moon pumped. I'll, I'll, it'll be just like last Saturday. This would be a big one for a young team. And I hope they do it. They're better than AM. They have every chance to win this. I just think it's a desperation AM team gets them, and it'll be an ugly game. Cats lose 74 to 70, but we'll be okay. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. Go pack go. Man, go cats. Let's enjoy let's have ourselves a weekend. Enjoy all the sports, and we'll be hey, back on Monday. There. It's gonna be gnarly weather. To talk about it. It's gonna be very cold. Yeah, be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I'll be on at noon with Scoots, John Spears Show. We'll see you then. Long after the thrill. Of living is gone to walk on. Oh.